Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. We are rolling into our two outkick the coverage edition here on uh, Super Bowl uh, week, and did you guys see? We we kind of talked about this a lot uh, going into uh, the uh, going into the show. I feel like everybody circled back around to me when this this news broke about Anthony Davis and the fact that Anthony Davis was demanding a trade and he wasn't going to resign with the Pelicans. Initially, there was a great deal of optimism from Laker fans, and. Even in the real time, I said, this doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't think that Anthony Davis is behaving in a way that's really that intelligent. I don't think his representation is giving him the best possible agenting that they could. And now he's been fined $50,000, which, when you make as much money as him, is about like getting a parking ticket. Yeah, it's nothing. Somebody said, uh, if you know, you compared to the average person who makes $50,000 a year, that's like him getting fined. That's like them getting a $78 parking ticket. You might not be happy about it but really doesn't impact the way that you uh, that you live your life at all. So I thought that was intriguing in many ways. Um, but uh, are you now, Danny G, beginning to come around and say, you know what, nothing is going to happen between now and and uh, the uh, the actual trade deadline, which is next next Thursday. And also, on top of that, that the Lakers lost another game last night. Is there any update on when LeBron's actually going to take the court again? No, I mean, there still is no definite word on LeBron's return. Now, Brandon Ingram had a great game. He dropped 36 points. Without Kuzma, though, uh, they couldn't get it done. So I like the fact that we're showcasing Ingram's skills because he has been so up and down and so inconsistent. He was one of the guys where I said I would be okay with trading him to get 
unibrow. Yeah. So here is the problem the Lakers yeah. are facing now. They go Saturday. We'll see whether LeBron comes back. They might. Do they have one game left in the month of uh, January, or are they done? They got one game against the Clippers, right. which theoretically they could win. Uh, that's a toss-up game. And then they go on the road, and they're going to lose several games probably. They go on the road against the Warriors. That's probably going to be a loss even if LeBron comes back. Uh, I bet he comes back if I were betting uh, for that game because LeBron likes the attention. That's an ABC mm-hmm. game. Uh, then they go on the road against the Pacers. Maybe with Oladipo out, they have a chance against the Pacers. Then they go on the road against the Celtics. They're going to probably lose that game. On the road against the 76ers, likely to lose that game. They're likely to go 1-3 and three right before the All-Star break, probably get a win uh, against the Hawks to go into the All-Star break. I think it's unlikely they're going to be in the playoffs as they go into the All-Star break based on what their next five looks like or so. Why does this matter? Well, they are actually out of the playoff race by a pretty substantial margin right now when you look at the overall standings in the NBA. Um, I think you start to get a little bit nervous about whether or not they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to be able to make a big trade. Luke Walton on the chopping block potentially. We had yesterday, uh, I thought it was interesting, um, that discussion with Petros Papadakis we had in hour three. He said more interesting than potentially the trade is that Luke Walton might be on the chopping block. Through 51 games, the Lakers are one game over 500. They have 31 games remaining, if I'm doing my math here right. They are two games out of the playoffs now. And even worse, they're only a, a, a game and a half away from falling to 11th place overall in the Western Conference. So I think it's almost time to hit the panic button there. That's your update, though, on what exactly is going on. By the way, I am, deluge. I am deluge right now with people sending me uh, the, the, the temperatures. And let me just say, the numbers of you out there in the grip of the polar vortex is blowing my mind how many of you uh, are dealing with, uh, as you wake up across the country this morning, like sub, not just sub-zero, but like sub-minus 20. I mean, crazy, crazy cold, uh, the likes of which I don't know that we've yeah. ever seen before. Uh, everybody's sending in their uh, their tweets from their dashboards and everything else. We mentioned last night was, uh, and we're going to be joined, by the way, lots of guests coming in uh, throughout the show today. It's going to be a great end of the week here. Yeah, lots of guests coming in on uh, Thursday and Friday as well. But last night was the uh, Super Bowl media party, and it was at the Georgia Aquarium. And uh, we hung out there. Credit to Danny G. If you're a, a listener for the show for a while, you know that last year after the Super Bowl party that he was unable, um, uh, Jason, Jason Martin, Martin yeah. was unable to work because he had too many drinks. Danny showed up. No issues here. But when you break it down, what is, I think, pretty fascinating is uh, it was an awesome party. These whale sharks, they were massive, put up some videos and pictures of, of how amazing that venue was. But I saw a girl that, I was, that was angry. Right, yeah, this, so, this was the highlight of the night. Okay, not Wolfgang Puck Wolfgang serving Puck food was himself. Serving, serving his own food uh, to media members. Which no, was, that was nothing. No, I'm saying no, that yeah, was nothing he, compared he, to this. Yeah, he was there doing that, but who cares that you buried the lead at the very start of the show. This was the highlight of that NFL get-together. So night. they have like one huge – they have tons of different amazing viewing areas of this whale shark and of this tank. And I can't, I can't tell you – it's probably not a surprise that a whale shark would be big. That's why it's called the whale shark. But it is unbelievable how massive this, this animal is. And to be able to see it there in the Georgia Aquarium was incredible from so many different angles. So they have a uh, – and it's an open bar. As much food as you can want. Wolfgang Puck is there serving his own food, right? Like, I mean, it is a really cool setup at the Georgia Aquarium. You're at the Super Bowl. And there is a – it wasn't a famous guy, but there's somebody playing music 
right? Tom Petty, Dave yeah, Matthews. Yeah, he was singing Free Fallen as we were standing there watching Which the Which was uh, whale pretty shark. cool. There's a huge crowd of people. Everybody's having a great time. And as we're walking downstairs in this huge venue with this whale shark behind us, I see this girl leaning up against the wall, and she just has like a total resting bitch face, and she was <laughs> angry, right? And so me being the nice guy that I am, I'm like, why, uh, why are you so angry? And she's like, I don't like when people point out that I'm angry. I was like, well, it's obvious that you're angry. And she said, well, the fish are being oppressed. Wait, wait, before that, though, what were the first words out of her mouth? I don't even remember. What did she say? Oh, so, so when you first walked up to her, because we were, we were going down the little ramp, and she's standing there. She was there. clearly self-evidently angry, right? right? Like just right, right. arms crossed, resting bitch face. And I was like, this is like you have free alcohol. You got yeah. free food. You got this whale shark swing at swimming. It's a Super Bowl. This guy's playing free music. Like everybody else seems like they're in a good mood. So being the nice guy that I am, I ask her, what's the matter? <laughs> before you asked her that, though. I don't even remember. You said hi to her, and when you looked at her and said hi, and I guess you seemed too happy to her. Roberto, you have that bleep because she said F bleep, you. Oh, she immediately said F She you immediately to me. Oh. said F you to you, which I think a lot of people want to do to you sometimes. Well, I but you had just said hi at that point. Yeah, I don't, and I said <laughs> hi to a lot of people, by the way. Uh, at the, It was an awesome venue, and I tend to be a pretty easygoing, uh, relaxed guy. So. Uh, that was her immediate response, and so uh, yeah, you did a double take. You were like, "What yeah. did you say?" And then you repeated it, and she's like, "I did." And then that's when you jumped into the yeah. Conversation. And so I like awkward conversations, um, and so Obviously. especially if uh, yeah, if you listen to this show, <laughs> especially if like that girl hated me from the from the opening of the conversation. So I was just kind of curious where the conversation was going to go and why she was so angry, um, and ultimately. Like and this is within thirty or forty-five seconds of of her being angry. She is uh, telling me that she's angry because the, the the fish in the aquarium are oppressed. Oppressed <laughs> is the word that she used. I said, "You you think that that whale shark is oppressed?" She was like, "Yes, it's horribly oppressed." I said, well, "Why did you come?" to the Georgia Aquarium if you believe that there's oppression going on here. This is like my issue with LeBron James saying, like, oh, my God, all the NFL players are slaves. And then he goes and watches the Rams and the Cowboys playoff game. It's like you can't say that all the NFL players are slaves and then go watch them. Like, if, if you're uh, opposed to slavery back in the day, I bet you didn't show up in the fields and watch everybody pick cotton and eat popcorn, right? Like, you don't go get entertained by the slaves. So I'm like, well, if you think the fish is oppressed, like in the tank here, why did you come to the aquarium? Like, right, that would seem to me to be the equivalent of LeBron going to the game if you're upset. And so, uh, and so she was really angry, and then you took her picture, which made her even angrier. <laughs> now the reason I, I took, can't tweet out the picture, but she no. was so angry that you took her picture. Oh, she was about to sock you. Which, I thought she might hit me, which, which would be made the the picture taking even that much more uh, impressive. So I barely got the shot in, and then she gave you the ice grill. No, if you take a picture, and I swear I thought she was going to knock you in your Adam's apple. But now from this point on, Clay, if you ever irritate the staff. We don't even have to say bleep you to you. I'm just going to text you that picture. Because uh, yeah, forever I, now, that's going to be the, the picture, F-U picture. The picture is actually decent other than the angry girl in it because <laughs> the whale shark is in the background, and it's a pretty amazing like venue. I, I was blown away by if how— If I blur her face a little bit, can I tweet it? Uh, I need to look at the picture again. Okay, all right. Um, but she was so angry, and I, and I don't understand it. I guess, again, it was the fish being oppressed. The, the picture's great because you look super happy like you're five drinks in, and she looks like she is watching an oppressed whale shark. Can you be an oppressed animal? 
I feel like oppression typically doesn't go with not in a tank that size. <laughs> yeah, it's that not a, like he was in a little fish tank. Yeah, that okay. Was, well, I have a problem visiting the LA Zoo sometimes because the last time I went, the tigers were in this tiny little sliver. They didn't even have room to run, and it bothered me. It really did. When I was leaving, I was like, "Damn, they need to build them a bigger, you know, area." Now it wasn't like this at the aquarium. That tank was huge. I'm talking the size of a football field. The picture is, yeah, you can tweet this out if you blur her face. I have no idea who she was. But the picture is amazing because the whale shark is staring directly into everybody's soul right <laughs> I'll, between us. i blur her eyes. It's well-framed. Just blur out her whole face. It's a girl. I don't think we need to see her face. I, she probably doesn't even know. Uh, have she doesn't any clue. remember saying F you to you. But as her initial, <laughs> as her initial introduction. That was her thing. greeting to you. Well, I said hi, walking down the stairs. She's leaning up against the wall, angry at the world. I said hi, and she said F you. And then I was like, well, i got to figure out what's going on with this conversation. I think, honestly, she probably liked me. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two-liter? If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code 2PROS. New customers play 5 bucks and get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code 2PROS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. We're joined now by Pat um, Mac- McAfee. McAfee. God, I already screwed up that, so this is good. This the problem is I'm it's trying to read. Incredible start. Uh, it's an incredible start. I'm trying to read all these ads that they're they're fitting in here. So let me do this. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. We are live on Radio Row at Super Bowl, where sometimes I pronounce the guest name correctly. Uh, car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want, so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Pat McAfee, Jesus. That's unbelievable. You ever had somebody go 0 for 2? Well, and then you had to pat yourself on the back like, I have so many ads I have to read. You're so rich. You say my name wrong, and then you brag about how rich you are in the first 30 seconds I'm here. It's an honor to be here. Most people would think like this is a really awkward start to the conversation, but this is so much better. We were talking off the air than the conversation that I had with that girl last night at the the aquarium. Yeah. Literally started with F.U. I love that, though, by the way, because I was going to ask you yeah. during this. I've never met you officially. Right. I've seen you on the Internet. Yes. I enjoy the way you go about handling your business. I think it's an incredible. I appreciate that. We've inc- never met, but I also am impressed by uh, by what you've done. So, uh, hey, uh, you got a nice beard. Huh? <laughs> yeah, we got it. There we, we go. Do that. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, but everybody always has an opinion of Clay Travis. And then as soon as I sit here, I hear the story of you going to try to enjoy a whale shark last it night. It was unbelievable, the whale shark in the Georgia Aquarium. And then a lady just popped off and said she hated everything. Everything about your soul, basically. And I'm yes. like, wow, Clay, this is like something 
I was going to ask about, and it just got thrown into it. Yeah, and uh, she said, in addition to the fact that F you to start the conversation, she said also that the, the that she was not happy to be at the aquarium because all the fish were oppressed. And I was like, I never really have put the word oppression in conjunction with a fish before, but now that I think about it, like the oppressed fish would be an amazing band name or something, right? Like, oh, I, like if you were if you were out yeah. there trying to think of a name for your band, your high school kid going to school this morning, like there you go, the oppressed fish. You can uh, cite me when you come uh, superstar. <laughs> well, I think anytime you throw fish in there, like Hootie, yeah, I mean, Hootie and a blowfish is that an worked. incredible name. Yes, fish is something you can tag at the end of any band name, and it's normally going to do well for yes. you. Yes, but you also got to think those oppressed fish. Those fish are doing a life sentence in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> They don't get no, back out. Nobody thinks about and that whale shark being in there for his entire life in there. You know? Unless you get a Nemo situation where yeah. they escape. Um, yep. You know, they had that. That, that was a great movie. But uh, but other, outside of the film universe, very unlikely. Uh, so uh, <laughs> you live in Indianapolis. For people yes, who sir. don't know you, you uh, are a punter. We have uh, Brett Kern is a good friend of mine. He yeah. loves you. Like You're, you're always uh, out there for the brand. Yeah. Today, let's start this because they always get upset if I don't do it. Yeah, you're here for Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, Buffalo Wild Wings has asked me to come chit-chat about what they have going on. And yeah. basically, if the Rams and Patriots goes to over, overtime, which yes. is what we're all banking on happening, yep. NFC game, AFC game wants overtime. Now, if the big one goes to overtime, Buffalo Wild Wings is giving out free wings to America. And that is honestly something I think – Everybody can get behind, whether you love Tom Brady or hate him, whether you think the 12-year-old McVay is going to do well or not. I think the free wings opportunity, everybody should be banking on overtime, and that's what we're here for, just to spread awareness that there's some free damn wings on the line here whenever these two teams step onto the field. Well, now you've got a beard a little bit, like me. It's average. But you don't have sleeves on right now. And i got to be honest, you got a little Cobra Kai look going here. Johnny, if you didn't have the beard, you'd have Let's a definite go. Johnny from uh, Karate Kid look going here. See, I've never seen the movie. You've never seen Karate Kid? Not once in my life, but I get it. The kid did the thing, the crane thing, I get it. What, what is the, the reason way. why you haven't watched Karate Kid? So when I was a child, I've been learning this with uh, my adventures with my friends on my show, so we do a lot of talking about obviously relevant yeah. things. My childhood, I had such bad ADD, I think, like ADHD. You wouldn't watch movies? No way. I, got, I had no time for that. I honestly have no clue how anybody did it. And I, I know that I've missed an entire chapter of my oh, life. Oh, you got to go back in time and just look at all this. So that's one of the great things. I've got three boys, yeah. is taking them back and watching you know, the Back to the Future movies. Yeah. Like All of the movies that I grew up watching, including Karate Kids, they love them. Like yeah. They think the 1980s is the greatest time on the planet, right? Yeah. And it's really cool to see through their eyes again and also recognize how awesome so many of those movies are. So, so now you've got to be able to take care now. of them. Oh, they, they have an unbelievable life. I'm jealous of my kids. I'm jealous of my kids and my wife. They have unbelievable gigs. The thing about your kids is they aren't oppressed fish. So <laughs> they are going to live a great life. It's going to be good news everywhere. And, and they don't. They can leave, right? They don't have to stay in the same place for their entire life. Um, now, i always curious with kickers. Yeah, buddy. When did you recognize that you had a powerful leg? So the like first, when you were like five, were you like, I can kick the ball a lot better than anybody else? Yeah, so in soccer, I always had a stronger leg than anybody else. Just naturally. Yeah, so that, instead of watching movies and all that stuff when I was a kid, yeah. I would honestly, my hobby was to kick a soccer ball against the side of my house. So yeah, to drive your parents crazy. They, yeah, it drove them crazy, but it got me out of the house. So they had <laughs> yeah. to listen to a thump, but it was nice to not have me around, I think, yes. for a long time. And uh, whenever I was a teenager, I was playing in a soccer game. It was an indoor soccer game. It's called futsal, and the ball is a little bit heavier, right? Yep. So it's like a smaller ball. It's a little heavier. I broke the goalie's arm, right, with a shot, right? Wow. So bing, bang, boom. And I think that was really the day that everybody was like, ah, oh, this kid's leg is pretty strong. And then kind of one thing moved to another. And the first time I kicked a football, I kicked a 60-yard field goal. And then it was just kind of from there. It was like just naturally. business decision, yeah, with my family. Like, instead of playing soccer, let's focus on taking three steps and making 
fucking money as opposed to seven <laughs> miles. So that was kind of the decision. So, I got real lucky. So did you start playing in high school then? Football? Yeah, junior year of uh, And you never played football before that? No, and I never went to practices either because soccer was supposed to be the thing. I was supposed yep. to play soccer. I got, had a lot more universities and colleges looking at me for soccer than for football. Uh, I wouldn't go to practice. I'd just show up like with the fans on Fridays, kick. Our football team wasn't great. Uh, but I, I generated a little bit of interest, went to a college kicking camp uh, after my senior year, made a 65-yard field goal, missed a 70-yard field goal wide right. The <laughs> next day I had an uh, offer to West Virginia University in my cafeteria of high school, and I was like, yep, heard it's a great time in Morgantown, which I enjoyed having, and uh, they offered me a full scholarship. I was did like, you, let's go. Did you ever burn a couch? Oh, yeah, yeah. We won a lot, Clay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of celebrating there. There was a lot of celebrating. And I was a very small factor on a very good team. Yeah. So I got to reap the benefits of, like, Pat White and Steve Slayton being incredible football players. Did you overlap with Pac-Man at all? Uh, Pac-Man was the year before me, but he used to come back and train in the summer. So I know the Pac-Man pretty well. Yeah. I know the Pac-Man So well. I always think of Morgantown, West Virginia, which is an awesome place, and I think we're on there uh, as well. It is, but I always think of it as, like, Deadwood, right? Like, it's like this crazy hidden place. Like, the idea that Chris Henry and Pac-Man Jones were there. And basically, I know they got in a little bit of trouble, but didn't get in that much trouble. And then they suddenly emerged. Like, their dead bodies just buried on the hills outside of Morgantown, right? I'm not sure of that. I, have I you think seen Deadwood? I That's where... I could have looked like a dead body on a few occasions there in Morgantown, <laughs> but I have not seen Deadwood, but I get it. Deadwood. I'm yes. assuming it's bodies in the woods. Ah, actually, they don't have a lot of woods on Deadwood. It's uh, it's awesome. They're making a movie now. Also, you watch See. television now? Are you watching now, or you still have the ADA? You know what? I, I mean, I dive into some stuff. I saw the Ted Bundy tapes. Oh, how was that? It was interesting. I haven't watched it. Terrible human, man. It's been interesting how the pop culture has talked about Ted Bundy, but yeah. I watch a lot of documentaries. Most yeah. Of have you watched the Fire Festival? Oh, yeah. Come on, Billy McFarlane. Let's go. How? how about Andy King, by the way? That guy's a real one. He was a loyal guy. Anything for water for old Billy McFarlane. you got to really respect that type What's of What's amazing to me about the Netflix and how some of these documentaries take off is suddenly it seems like everybody has seen them. So yeah. last night, even at the, at the, uh, at the media party, the number of people who were talking about the Fire Festival documentary blew my mind. And well, it's just crazy how something can take, you know, go viral like that in terms of watching a documentary, which I don't remember growing up at Well, all. I, I think we all remember when that Fire Festival promotion started, right? Like, I have a guy who works for me who wanted to, he was, like, trying to do things to earn a ticket to go to oh, this, Oh, yeah. Because right? he was all, all about the social media yes. influencers. For people who don't know, this took place in the Bahamas, yep. and it was going to be this huge concert, and it was almost entirely private promoted island. on a private island, yeah. almost entirely promoted through IG models, in Instagram like uh, influencers like but hot chicks yeah. basically basically that's all it was. it was sports illustrated models and ig influencers and i had a guy in my office that wanted to go bad and i like i don't know i didn't i don't know if i didn't want to pay for him to go or what happened something happened so whenever through i was so upset that he wasn't there like whenever there was like videos of people like stranded yes these rich white kids are like <laughs> stranded on a yes. on an island in the bahamas losing like the, their minds on social media which is how it went viral again exactly. when it didn't actually end up happening so then getting a, a peek behind that i think everybody's interested the documentaries we're in a documentary era right now because it's easy to make it's cheap and people want to know more about more things it's like a woke society almost you know? yeah crazily uh and <laughs> when i was growing oppressed up fish. Yeah, oppressed fish um when i was growing up like the only real documentary i remember is hoop dreams right that, I mean, you didn't see documentaries maybe like fahrenheit 9 11 or something like that like there are a couple of them that have gotten a lot of attention yeah. but by and large but now with the, the netflix and and everything else it's like they take off and everybody suddenly is talking about it so i'm sure a lot of people listening to us right now have seen that documentary um what do you do now 
So you yeah. had uh, your so you go to West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have an incredible uh, average. I, I was pretty good. I had a really strong leg. I wasn't great. So what percentage of kicks would you make? When Seven, you were West I think I was like 74, 75 percent, seventy three maybe. I was in that area there. I had a really strong leg. Had no clue where the hell it was. Really? Going. Yeah. So you're like a driver who uh, like in golf who can get up in the tee box and you're going to crush it, but you have no idea where it's going to. Yeah. End. And I started literally from my freshman year, first game. Yeah. So I went straight through. So the people at West Virginia had to really go through some ebbs and flows with me, which I appreciate them for but I started punting my last two years there but it was the college rollout punt so we catch the ball I didn't know how to punt yeah I would just run to the like side. the Aussie style yes exactly and try yep. to get the ball on the ground and just ha- let it roll right? right I'm just gonna hit it as hard as I can and hope it rolls uh and then Bill Polian said that he thought he could, like it was athletic enough to figure out how to NFL punt. Right, which, which is just is stand there and two steps. Yeah. yeah, he said, "I think you're athletic enough to figure it out." And I was like, "Well, we're going to find out." I mean, this is a nightmare decision for him. So I get drafted in the seventh round, and then a year later, I make the team and I'm kicking off the Super Bowl, and I have no clue what the hell I'm doing. There was no reason for me to be there, and. Then I just kind of worked, enjoyed my time, and got really lucky to play eight years there. So I think it was Vanderjack, uh, like Peyton Manning called him an idiot Lickered kicker. Up kicker yeah, yeah, or whatever it was. Did he ever insult you, or with the, did you have a better relationship as a punter with Peyton Manning? I knew going in there after Vanderjack messed that up, the relationship. I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> Vanderjack went to West Virginia. I went to West Virginia. I like to drink. Vanderjack likes to drink. I knew I was coming in with a couple strikes against yes. me, but he enjoyed me, I think. I think Peyton enjoyed me a little bit. He, uh, he was the perfect teammate, to be honest honest with you he when I was a, a, a rookie he would take me to places like Peyton Manning's taking me to places that feel I, just surreal like not it was stupid yeah. it was just the dumbest thing ever I was at a Tennessee game with Peyton Manning Bruce Pearl Pat and uh the president of Tennessee was there and I was there with Peyton and like Anthony Gonzalez who's now a sitting senator and it was like I was a rookie. I was like, there's no reason I'm supposed to be here. Right. But I could chug beers pretty well. So people <laughs> found that impressive. I was like a dancing monkey for people, and that was completely okay with me. What game did you go to? Do you remember? It was a kickoff. It was the first game of the year. Uh, it was probably 2000. It was 2009. I don't remember what it was, but the yeah. place was incredible. Absolutely incredible. I got to talk to the kickers before the game on the field. It was really just a. It was cool. Peyton was way too nice to me. He shouldn't have been as nice to me as he was. Um, how much did you enjoy being in the NFL? Like, and, yeah. and I always would like to ask like people who are involved in special teams because your experience is a lot different than oh, yeah. the other guys. So, uh, when you were actually in the NFL, were you like, "This is amazing! I love every minute of it"? What was your experience like? Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of fun, man. The NFL was incredible to me. Pay- Obviously paid very well. Yep. Uh, I got to take care of my family, my friends, everybody who was supposed to. I got a chance to experience a lot of really cool things. And then towards the end, it's like the first five, six years I loved every day going yep. to work. I loved getting better at what I was doing. There was only 32 people who had my job, so I was enjoying it. I was getting good, getting very confident. And then I started hating going to work. I just was sick of it. You know, I was enjoying What, do you, what, do you, what changed? Well, I mean, the GM hated me, right? So the GM was not a fan of mine. He did not. What? He didn't like you because you drank. He didn't like you off the field. He didn't like well, your attitude. Well, when he got he there, didn't... I didn't even drink anymore because I had already gotten arrested. He didn't like the way my Twitter was. So I was basically at this point the voice of the Colts in Indianapolis. My Twitter yes. was large. After I got into an alleged incident, Clay, uh, <laughs> the cops have their story. I have mine. It was public intoxication. The city and state of Indi- the city of Indianapolis, state of Indiana, kind of got behind me, and my Twitter started slowly growing and growing. And then when the new regime came in, they 
they cut Peyton Manning. They cut everybody. Right. So the only person, people that really stayed around were me, Vinatieri, Robert Mathis, Reggie Wayne, Anthony Costanzo, and none of them were that active on social media. So I was literally the biggest platform coming out of the Colts. Yep. And the new, they weren't happy about that. The new GM did not like that I was potentially a voice of anybody of that building. And I mean, it was it was very. It wasn't just him. I mean, I had three knee surgeries in like four years on my knees because they were kind of getting worn out. It was just a lot of things. I was falling in love with what was happening off the field. I was doing stand-up. I was doing yep. a lot of philanth- philanthropic stuff. It was just, I, I just didn't enjoy going to work to kick balls on fourth downs anymore. So I just was like, you know what? Here we go. I'm out. Pe- if people are enjoying this interview, they can find you where on Twitter? Uh, it's it's not worth it. It's, <laughs> don't follow. We have too many. Uh, no, it's at Pat McAfee Show. And it's I, I used to be better on there. When I was smaller, I was better. Now you get nervous? Now you overthink it? Or what do you do? No, you can't really do much interacting because everything, whenever you're and I'm sure you get yelled at yeah. about this. So if I respond to somebody who like I used to enjoy when people would like talk trash to me. Yes. So that because I would because as a punter you can't talk trash. There is <laughs> so when I was playing soccer I could talk trash. When I was playing pickup basketball when I was a kid I could talk trash. When I'm not a, a punter, lot of punter trash. You can't talk. I yeah. can't trash talk anybody. <laughs> Literally there's nobody I could trash. I am the bottom of the totem pole in the National Football League. So Twitter was like my escape. Like okay so yeah. if this guy chirps at me I could chirp him back. Now I can't even do that. I can't really because once I go after somebody i have the best people in the world follow me they feel like they got attacked and now i'm the bad guy yeah so it's like it, it kind of when i was smaller it was a lot more fun but now i just kind of what my observations are in life and enjoy it pat mcafee show one out yeah. of three i'd be an all mcafee show too <laughs> pat mcafee show unbelievable out of you clay you came in here just dumped right on my face <laughs> unbelievable so uh in addition to this you're doing yeah. a lot of stuff i think i have i need to look up this email i think we're doing a prop contest have you heard about this did, 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 were you informed on this absolutely Super Bowl prop contest i'm trying to pull it up and the wi-fi you would think of all places they would have incredible wi-fi here hey, it is it's cold outside media. it's nowhere near the polar vortex over there in america it's like negative 50 in some places yeah oh, i know we had people calling in this morning we're trying to figure out who the coldest was my heart is with you but atlanta is nowhere near southern happy warm right no now. there's no doubt it is at all. cold we had to walk four miles to get here it is cold outside it's it's brutal you know they shut down schools yesterday because they thought it was going to snow I respect that. I respect that a lot. Just shut her down. John Taffer in Atlanta. They were preparing. Uh, All right, so here we're going to do these quickly, all right? Is that the way we're supposed to do it? National anthem. You going over or under 149? All right, somebody keep keep track on these, Danny. Well, I do believe, though, that studies, like people that have been watching film on her, have been saying the under is the smart bet. Yeah. But I think the moment might get to her, she might carry out a C. You know what I mean? And I think it's going to be over strictly for America. My bookie prop contest here. Coin toss. Which way are you going? Heads, man. Always heads? You ever get to call the toss? One time. What'd you go with? you win? I went with heads. Did you win? Yeah, yeah. I felt really good about it, too. I mean, that was the first time I was allowed to speak, basically. Yeah. It was was a fun moment. What is uh, the best hit you ever put on somebody as a punter? Was there one guy where, like— The Trendon Holiday hit is the big—because it was when Peyton came back as the Broncos. So that Sunday night football was being viewed as, like, a playoff game. Yeah. It was big numbers. Huge hit. Terrible field position, so I didn't do my job well at all. But I tackled Trendon Holiday. That blew up. But before the social media phase, like, back in college— I was like 240. We're playing against like Eastern Washington, like some of these little kids. And some of the returners are small. Yeah. I used to catch some people. (laughs) I used to really get some people whenever they didn't think I was coming. Did you ever get a concussion? 
I assume <laughs> I didn't. I didn't wear my strap. I didn't wear the strap underneath, and I had terrible tackling form. Yeah. So I'm assuming that some my noggin has at least been knocked a couple of times. Uh, first half spread. You think uh, the it's a crazy stat? The Patriots have only scored three points in the first quarter in their eight Super Bowls so far. Uh, the Patriots are a half point first half spread favorite according to this. I like I like the Patriots in the first half. I like the Patriots in the second half. But most importantly, I like the Patriots in overtime. Because if this game goes to overtime, Clay, Buffalo Wild Wings free wings in two Sundays from now. I like the Patriots. Brady, do you like him to have a lot of passing yards or no? 139 and a half in the first half. They got that three-headed monster in the backfield. And I honestly think if they can get that moving somehow against that stout D-line, I think it's going to be under. I think they're going to be handing the rock off in the first half and then let Tom Brady take it in the second half. What's once they see what the defense is doing. Uh, total punts. Seven. Over seven and a half. Under. You're going under. Under. I think it's going to be seven. Uh, what about the 57-yard? What do you think about the missed call, by the way? In the same, the you bird were on, boxing, man? Yeah. It would if, be, you were hey. on, if you were on the Saints, yeah. how sick would you be? Well, I mean, you've got to be disgusted, especially after the Minnesota miracle happened or Minneapolis miracle happened the year before. That's Drew Brees, I think, was about to call it a day. Like, yeah. I, he hit every he single record. Yeah, I think yeah. he was about done. He, he was doing a lot more of that shoulder shrug at the end of the year. He had every single record. I assume that this was going to be his last run. And even if they maybe, even if they just lose that game outright, potentially, yep. his last run. But after the miracle to Stephon Diggs and then the bird box situation with them refs, I have no idea how Drew Brees, he has to come back. It just has to be unsettling as a Saints fan. How often are you up early in the morning? I wake up pretty early. You want to come on the show regularly? Because I think people would enjoy it. Sure, man. You just get a hold of me. All right, we'll do that. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. We got a guy now who I bet if I told him a year ago, you're going to be nominated for Rookie of the Year and you're going to be walking around at the Super Bowl, would have said that sounds like a pretty good conclusion to what was a wild year for you. Philip Lindsay, Denver Bronco running back, undrafted, but... What does it feel like for you to be here, Pepsi Rookie of the Year Challenge, and be one of the final nominees? And what can you tell for people who might want to go ahead and make a little bit of uh, their voice heard for why you should be that nominee? Yeah, first off, I want to start off by saying thank you guys for having me today. Appreciate you, know, you coming. It's an honor yeah. to be here. And, yeah, pretty much for the, the Pepsi, it, it's an honor to be able to be selected for this. And, and there's some great uh, – contenders right now for it so hopefully uh i can win it um i definitely need the fans to help out you know and if the fans you know fans vote it's a fan vote thing voted thing so um yeah we we need i need all the support i can get they're gonna announce the winner of the contest yes, tomorrow yes, the sir. rookie of the year contest sponsored by pepsi if i had told you on draft night mm-hmm. sit there the thursday friday saturday sunday you don't hear your name called what was that experience like yeah i want to first off you know first start off by saying that um the draft process is a grind yeah but that day those three days are probably one of the worst moments of your life if you ain't the first first pick of the draft yeah because you're sitting there it eats you alive it really does i don't i I don't wish nobody has to go through it and i don't wish their families would have to go through it It's, it's a bad feeling to have to wait for three days straight for somebody to call your name. Did you think you were going to be drafted? And if so, where did you think you would be yeah, drafted? Yeah, I for sure thought I was going to at least be drafted in the sixth, seventh round. I think I had a strong enough um, college day. career. And, and then a college career, yeah, I was I was consistent. And um, there's people being drafted that played two years of college football and had no stats. So um, when I sit back and look at it, I just it, it, was, it was one of the things where – you know, I'm sitting here thinking, all right, I'm going to get drafted. I didn't know from who, 
And one thing I will say is that everybody calls and uh, tells you they're going to draft you, and they don't. And sometimes I, I, there was a time uh, where one of the teams said, you know, uh, we're not going to draft a running back. And you look up on the screen two minutes later, and they drafted a running back. <laughs> so it's just one of those things that it, it, it can eat you alive, and it can really frustrate you uh, and bring tears to your eyes and your family's eyes. Uh, Philip Lindsay, so you were sitting there for three days. You don't get yes, drafted. Sir. What did they tell you about why you weren't drafted? Did you get any kind of indication? My my height and my, my size. You just weren't big enough was exactly. the idea. I mean, that's the only reason why I didn't go to the combine. But there was people going to the combine that you never heard of before. Yeah. But because I'm, because somebody felt that they they know best. That's why, that's the funny thing about everybody is all these analysts is everybody feels like they know what they're talking about. But nobody can control you nobody can tell you what you're going to be and what you want to do you got to go out there and do it you know and, and that's 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 period it's a powerful story no matter who you are or what you do for a living uh, everybody has to deal on some level yeah. with doubters uh with haters with people who don't believe that you're capable of performing at the highest level so you end up in denver bronco yes, training sir. camp right you signed in as an undrafted free agent yep. at what point when you showed up with the broncos did you start to think you know what i could do something here substantial even in my rookie year yeah uh when i first got there when i first got there i had that confidence and you know i knew i needed to earn respect from now from the coaches and definitely from the players your teammates your teammates matter and that first practice i went out there and i made i scored a touchdown the first time i was in the next day i did the same thing and i knew that i'm gonna draft a free agent and it's a slim chance i'm gonna make it if i don't I'm only getting about five reps a, a practice. Yes. So I got to make them count. I got to be out there, and I got to be a dog on special teams. I got to be a dog in the in the uh, weight room, and I got to be a dog when it comes to the meetings. And that's that's what it's about. It's about outlasting people. That's and and I always tell people that it's, it's about outlasting. And when when I knew that that I could outlast people, I knew that I was going to be okay. A lot of people probably who are around you and certainly a lot of people listening think, oh, you make the NFL, that guy's making so much money, <laughs> Yeah, no, right? Yeah, that, like you're making millions case. and millions of dollars. Yeah. The NFL league minimum, $480,000, you pay yeah. a lot of taxes. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, I mean, it's not like you are a, a rich guy yet necessarily. No, no, definitely not. And, and, in fact, you lived with your mom for mm -hmm. your entire rookie year. Tell yeah. people about that who might not know that part of your story. Yeah, so I decided I'm home. It's about 20 minutes from the uh, facility, which is a gorgeous. When you wake up in the morning, early in the morning, the sun hasn't, hasn't come out yet, and then you're driving and the sun starts to rise, it gives you time to think. So yep. it's farther enough away so that you can regroup your thoughts. And so I figure, you know, I'm home. I get to save my money up. I still pay, you know, bills for my mother and stuff like that. But uh, I get to save a lot of money, you know, and, and work my way up to buying a condo. Because no matter what I do, when I'm done playing football, I want to I want to get a home in my hometown in Colorado. You want to stay in, in the Denver area, about, yeah, exactly. So you're born and raised in Denver. You went to Colorado to uh, to play uh, for UC Boulder, yes, which sir. is a, a, a big time Pac-12 program. Now you get to play for the Denver Broncos. When you look at it now, does there seem like there was a method that led to pain for you on draft night, but maybe you ended up in the best possible situation? Yeah, I mean. Everything happens for a reason. I'm a firm believer of that. When I got hurt, everything it has timing. God has ways of slowing you down when it's time for you to slow down or, th or going through obstacles that he knows that you need to go through to become a better man, better woman. 
So that's how I believe. I'm a firm believer in that. And uh, like I said, it was a tough. I had a tough time in college too. I had a. I had a. I had a grind. You know, I had a grind from high school. I got humbled when I hurt my knee. Then I got up to college. I was little. I was. I was 150 pounds. You know what I mean? And I'm sitting here. What do you weigh now? About buck eighty five. Yeah, proud of it too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all that other stuff is cute. That combine stuff is cute now. Now we done with that. They can say what they want. I don't care. But yeah, it's about it's about productivity. We're talking to Philip Lindsay, uh, Denver Bronco running back, undrafted free agent, nominee for rookie of the year here, Radio Row uh, in Atlanta, Super Bowl fifty three. I want to go back to living in uh, in with your mom. Yeah. Do you have brothers and sisters I too? Do. So do you sleep in your like kid like bedroom or where so do you I sleep? I sleep downstairs. Yeah. So uh, my sister, like so pretty much everybody's out the house now. Everybody's everybody's old. Everybody's out the yeah. house. Yeah. Um, but uh, I sleep downstairs in the basement and stuff like that. So I got my own own space and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, it's just easy right now, you know. Like, Can you bring yeah. girls over? You know, I have a girlfriend right now. Oh, okay. so. <laughs> but what does know. mom think of the girlfriend? Oh, they have a good relationship. Yeah, they, they definitely do. I uh, think so. so you know. So what's the reaction when guys find out in the locker room that you're living at home with your mom? First, they 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 laugh, they tease, and then they start to think, <laughs> you know. Man, Saving I a lot of money. Wish, yeah. That's when they come to me, a couple of them, you know, I kind of wish, you know, I would have stayed at home. You're doing it the right way. It's a smart way right now. So you said you start off your day early in the morning. Definitely. Sun's not even up. Yeah. What is your typical day like during yeah. the season for the Denver Broncos? Because yeah. I think people are curious about that, too, from the perspective of, I mean, you grind, right? I, like, I know. So, so what, what, you get up, you wake up at your, at your house, you mm. eat breakfast with mom. Does mom nah, awake? Nah, so mom usually, my mom usually stay, you know, sleep and stuff. So I get up. You know, and uh, get out the house, you know, uh, clear my mind with, with the drive and stuff. And then when I get to the facility, there might be – usually I'm the first one there. Maybe and what time will you get to the facility? Uh, probably about 6 o'clock. Yeah. Sometimes at 530. Just yeah. Depends. But, yeah, so it's still dark, usually real dark outside. Uh, but I get everything situated, you know, get my mind right, go through my plays. Uh, you know, we usually lift in the morning, so so get, get ready for that. And uh, just kind of like – and, you know, get back and sit back and enjoy, you know, what has happened and enjoy that I'm I'm able to play this game still, you know. So you have the off season now. You've got a cast on your uh, – yes, on your, what, what what's the recovery process there? Yeah. Or do you expect to be better? Like how, yeah. what's your process yeah, for so, off season? Uh, um, I can do everything. I can run. I can do every single thing except uh, put pressure on this right now because it's it's healing. But uh, I should be, be ready uh, – you know about OTAs, but you never know. Injuries take time, and uh, only God knows what's you know how long it's going to take. So, how much different does this off season feel for you now that you know you have a role on the Denver Broncos compared to what last year's off season would have felt like? Yeah, uh, it doesn't it doesn't feel any different because I got to grind now. We got a new coaching staff. I got I got to go and show again the consistency. Show that. That I can be consistent in the NFL, not just one year, two years. It's about being here four, five, six, seven years. So it's about showing that. And my mentality, how I work, I'm scared. I'm scared to fail. So I grind all the time, 24-7. I'm working. I'm working. I ain't the biggest, but I'm going to give you everything I got. You know what I mean? I don't care about the size. and the, I'm going to do what I have to do to, to, to protect my family and make sure they're okay. What do you think of the new coaching staff so far? I like them. I yeah. like them. Uh, you know, I think that it's going to be uh, beneficial for myself and beneficial for Case and, and a lot of us, you know, and I, I know the defense is really excited. Um, you know, our head coach is a de- defense-oriented man, and uh, he's really good. So we're excited. 
Philip Lindsay will be rooting for you. I know people have loved hearing from you. Are giving people out your Twitter handle if people want to reach out to you. Yeah, it's a uh, Twitter is Philip uh, I C U boy, and Instagram is just Philip Lindsay. All right, people so, can yeah, find yeah. you on Twitter like and I on Instagram. CU. Outstanding. Right. So I when underscore CU, CU underscore boy. Yeah, so by right. by the way, when are you going to move out of mom's place? You know, I was thinking about it this, uh, you know, couple months from now. We're going to see how it goes. Uh, you know, they, they're talking about the lockout in 2020. So might want to save as much money exactly, as you can. You so you might I mean? stay there for a year, too. Yeah, I might, I might have to. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, it's she, she welcomes me with open arms. And, you know, that's what I, you know, I'm thankful for. That's outstanding stuff. Philip Lindsay, follow his story. Incredible year with the Denver Broncos. Appreciate him joining us here, Radio Rose Super Bowl. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that. But there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.